0: So inside, we're going to go through in a little bit. I don't want you guys looking at these yet because I want you to pay attention. We're going to look at a few scriptures together, Uh, but we're going to take some time and look into uh, what's going to be going on as a church family this next year, just in part, because there's always way more uh, that we can fit into a little bulletin. Um, Yeah, let's pray. Well, God, we are uh, here this morning for you, and we do desire to hear from you afresh and anew today. We know that you are the maker of all things, and that you are in the business of making things new. We know that you're also the one who loves us and forgives us, and we're thankful for that. And Lord, we know that we're going to continue to grow because you are faithful, God, and we do pray that you would, as the author and finisher of our faith, have your way. We ask of you that your will would be done in our lives and with our church family here. God, we know we're not going to get every uh, decision right, Lord. God, perfection is for you and you alone. But we want to respond properly to you as your creation, God. That when we are wrong, that we would be quick to repent, to keep turning to you and looking to you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this morning's going to be a little bit different. We're going to take a look at 2023 a little bit of recap here at Freedom Fellowship. Also kind of sandwiched by some thoughts going into the new year and what God may have before us. But before that, I'd like you guys just to stare up here on the screen at this calendar. Are you staring? Amen, that means you're closer to heaven. <laughs> so as you stare at this calendar, what comes to your mind? What fills your, your heart? What emotions well up with inside you? Is there fear? Is there weight? Are you stressed? Maybe you're excited. I'm okay with 2023 being done and over. Or maybe you're even really excited what God may have and what this new year may hold, okay? And you're ready to bust out of 2023. So friends, these are all unveiled days. I know that's really profound. I want to share with you for a moment uh, something that Ellen Good. Min, she's an American journalist, uh, uh, syndicated columnist, but she said this. We spend January 1st walking through our lives, room by room, drawing up a list of works to be done, cracks to be patched. Maybe this year, to balance the list, we ought to walk through the rooms of our lives, not looking for flaws, but looking for potential. That got me. Because you may be like me, where you get a little critical. You see all the things that need to be repaired. Maybe we ask, would it be possible for me to make a difference this next year in someone else's life? We've learned by now there's a lot of cliches out there when it comes to the new year that don't really help. New year, new you. Have you guys heard that one before? it worked that well. Uh, G.K. Chesterton said this, the object of new year is not that we should have a new year, but that we should have a new soul. So do you want change in 2024? I'm going to ask you guys to be real and honest with yourselves this morning. I also going to ask you to turn to Romans chapter 12 with me this morning. We already know how to change according to the scriptures. The first couple of verses we're going to look at together in Romans 12, where the Apostle Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, or I beg of you, I'm begging you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present. Okay? We are to come before our God. We're to present. This is of your own choosing, your will, your choice to present your bodies, okay? That would be your body, yourself, as a living sacrifice, holy. That would to be set apart, acceptable to God, which is really our, our spiritual, our reasonable worship, okay? Our reasonable service to God, okay? Your spirit. And don't be conformed. The world is good at trying to force us into its mold. You have to be like everyone else. You need to think like everybody else. We don't care what God has to say. Our opinions is what matters, okay? And we'll be tolerant of everything except for the truth of what God has to say. But he tells us to do what? Be transformed. Not conformed, but transformation. And God is the only one who can truly do that. All we can do is offer ourselves and surrender and say, Here I am, God. Transform. Change me, Lord. And how do we do that? By the renewing of your mind. And you guys are encouraged here at Freedom to engage. Let's think together. Let's reason with God. Think. So practically, guys, to renew our minds, we know that we must do do things uh, a different way for a long time. We know that there's these... Um, neural pathways in our minds and our brains, okay? And it's easy. You guys know what I'm talking about. Is it? Is it one of those things daily you find yourself in your mind and your thoughts going always to the same place? Just you, Even if it's a place you don't want to go to and you're like, I'm not going to think about that anymore, but you keep going there, okay? Why? Because those pathways have been made in our brains to do so. And that causes us... Uh, to do things we no longer want to do, okay? Um, and our minds need to be changed. They need to be renewed. It's kind of like walking down a path. I like deer hunting. How many guys like to go deer hunting? How do you know where the deer are? You find their paths, right? And there's a trail, and we know that a trail is there. Why? Because they keep using the same trail, and after a while, it's just like beaten down, and that's the way they always take, and we have the same thing when it comes to habits, okay? There's some new little babies in my life this last year, and I love seeing parents or family or friends interact with a newborn, okay? They smile, and they're rewarded with a smile back or a a hug, right? Uh, Things are being taught, um, A toddler touches something sharp. Well, what do they learn from that? Well, they're going to learn that, hey, this isn't good. That may hurt if I do it again. And both of these lessons are very valuable things in life. So these neural pathways, they're very essential. But however, guys, not all of them are beneficial. Do you guys know that we can fall into negative habits? And that's why we want to change, right? And we as Christians, we want to change for the better, for the glory of God, for His ways, and that's why He tells us here in Romans 12, you got to renew your mind. You got to be thinking different. So, uh, not all of them are beneficial. Okay, whether it's an addiction, some people are addicted to pornography, or an addiction to some substance, or an addiction to food, or to gossip. Or worse, an addiction to judging people that have problems with pornography, substance abuse, feud abuse, or gossip abuse. Now if you're sitting there thinking this morning, Hey, Pastor Landon, I don't struggle with any of these sins that you just mentioned here. I'm actually starting off this new year pretty good, clean slate here. I've been walking with the Lord for many, many, many years. Um, I don't have any of these struggles. Except for the struggles of self-righteousness, which I'm expressing right now by the need of, you know, (laughs) anything new from God this year, right? So see if we're looking, guys. If we're truly looking to the Lord and we're looking for His will in what He has set before us 2024, you need a mind transformation. That's the point I'm trying to make for us as a church family here this morning. We need this. Because it's easy to stay in the same old habits, isn't it? The same old ways of thinking. And God is big. And he asks us to come. And constantly. For you guys have been in the Lord. Aren't we always renewing our mind? Isn't that just part of the Christian life? This is how we present ourselves to the Lord. So... um. It's like choosing a different path to walk down. Okay. God's designed our brains to be able to change, to adapt. Okay. There you talk about this neuroplasticity. So things can change. Those old habits can change. But the cool thing is the brain can, you know, create these new routes and shut off old ones. But not only mind transformation, but the big thing, guys, is the spiritual power and inspiration that we receive from the Holy Spirit. Okay, because we can talk about the brain and how it functions, and we know those things are true, but we as Christians, we have something the world doesn't have. We have God Himself who's come to make His home with us. The Holy Spirit will speak to us and download us, download things to us, and put into our hearts, hey, this is what I'm wanting. And I'm also gonna be, as Jesus told us, I'm gonna send you who? The Helper. Okay, He is there to help us. Us to guide us, to fill us afresh. And our thing that we need to do is be listening, be sensitive, right, to his leading and what he wants. So saints, we have somebody on the inside that can show us where we need to attack, what next steps we need to make, and how to battle it. So listen to what the Spirit's saying, okay? Maybe he's telling you, hey, Turn off your phone and pay attention to pastor this morning. Don't return that text. Don't post that. Don't go there. Go here instead. Love your neighbor. Pray for this person this new year. Just be sensitive to what he's asking. So ask the Lord what he would have and lead and follow his leading. So there are some places that you cannot afford to go this year. Okay, Your soul cannot afford to go there, your joy cannot afford it, your peace cannot afford it. For God to do something new in your life this year, you have to save strength for the things that matter. How many of us are exhausted because we've given ourselves to all these things that just really don't matter? I'm spent, I'm worn out. Here's an opportunity God's given to me. This is something He's asking of me, and I don't have the bandwidth right now. I'm tapped. I'm spent, okay? And sometimes, guys, we need to walk in wisdom of what to say no to. And we may have to say no to even good things, that we can say yes to God things. Amen? So, for God to do something new in your life, we got to save our strength for what he is leading us into. So listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to... Consider with you guys the Florence Cathedral. Have any of you guys ever been here? Duomo, Italy? Beautiful. I got to take in a lot of the different cathedrals there. Um, But this has a beautiful uh, three-door entrance as you walk into it. All three doors are crowned with these arches, artistically carved with uh, some very thought-provoking inspirations as you go through them. Over one door is this wreath of roses that are etched in the stone with uh, the legend, all that pleases is but for a moment. So that's what you read as you go into it. And then over another is a, sculptor, a sculptured uh, cross there that are accompanied by these words, all that which troubles is but for a moment. And over the largest doorway of this great cathedral entrance it says the only or that only is important which is eternal. And that's what I want to talk about just for a moment. That only is important which is eternal. You guys know that pleasures don't last. You guys know that? You guys know that troubles don't last. They don't last like Jesus's cross, okay? Your troubles won't last either. The eternal, that's okay, because that lasts, obviously, right? So, what is going to last? And what do you get to take with you? I think those are two big questions that we need to be asking ourselves on a regular basis as followers of Jesus Christ. So don't think we don't take anything with us because we actually do. We're going to take relationships with us, right? Most importantly, our relationship with God and also relationship with other believers. We take our integrity, our character with us, we take our experiences with us. And we take our rewards with us. Actually, those are sent ahead, right? So Solomon said this. You guys can jot down Ecclesiastes uh, 7, eight. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. Let me say that again. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. We begin by what? Picking up our cross. We end by picking up your crown. We begin by walking through the mire of this life, but we end up walking on streets of gold. We begin as caterpillars, limited, walking or crawling really around. And we end up as these glorious, transformed butterflies, right? So the end of a thing is better than its beginning. So as we move into 2024. There will be passing pleasures and bruising sorrows. The spiritually wise will realize that they must be woven together and go beyond 2024. A lot of people are excited. and We do this every year. I'm so glad it's done. What about next year? Can't wait. All the possibilities. And then next year comes and we're like, oh, glad this year is done. Can't wait for next year. It's a cycle, guys. Do you guys know that's why we're called not to live for this life, but to live for eternal things, things that last, that matter, that are eternal. So the spiritual wise will realize that. So the year ahead, it is untried. It is beckoning a tomorrow filled with new experiences and possibilities, risks to take, and relationships to build. Now we're going to take a little bit of time together and look back at 2023, Okay, a little bit of recap at Freedom Fellowship here, and also we're going to look at different opportunities moving forward in ministry taking place um, in our efforts here at Freedom Fellowship. So this is where you guys can now open up your bulletins if you want. I did not put everything in here, and what we're going through this morning, there's going to be a lot, lot more that God puts on our heart and asks us to do, as he always does every year as a church family. I think I'm going to sit down, because all you guys are sitting down, is that right? All right. Wow, don't know what that was. Oh, it's my water bottle. <laughs> all good, all good. All right, so I got a week-long calendar here. This is the stuff that normally goes on at Freedom on a weekly basis. Do you guys see it up there? All right. Um, so you guys know that we have Sundays together, which I'm really excited, and I love Sundays. How many guys, Sunday's your favorite day of the week? All right. Um, I wish we had Sunday every day of the week, Uh, but we get together, uh, and again, as always, we have prayer at 9 o'clock upstairs, and then we have our service at 9.30 um, every week, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be wrapping up 2 Corinthians, which we'll be back into next week. We'll be looking at chapter 8, which you guys can read into, and I was thinking about going through a gospel with you guys The Gospel of Mark, I've read through it several times in the last six months and studied through quite a bit of it. Um, And as I've been praying about it, I've never done this before. I've taught all the Gospels before, some of them several times. I want to go through chronologically all four Gospels together at one time um, this next year or two. Um, And it's going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of homework for you guys, but I want to take a deep dive into the whole life of Jesus and really experience the wholeness of all the Gospels together as a church family. And I'm hoping that we can, in different ways, be able to engage the Word of God in a way that it's not just showing up on a Sunday and hearing what Pastor Landon prepared during the week, for the church family, but it's something that we can serve up some goods on Sunday. But you guys will have opportunities to go deeper on your own or in small groups during the week uh, with that. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing. And then Sunday evenings we have youth group, 5:30 to 7:30. So if you guys know any young adults, 12, uh, about 12 years of age to. 18 or senior in high school, get them here on uh, Sunday evenings. Always a lot going. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But then Wednesdays, we got food pantry. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. And then Thursdays, uh, we're going to be uh, having Bible studies for the 20s something. So that would be like young adult 18 into your 20s. And if you're 30-something and you're still feeling 20, you're still welcome to come and hang out. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But we have Friday morning Bible study uh, for the women and Thursday morning Bible study for the men. Um, And then on the first Saturday of the month, we have uh, prayer. So that's kind of just an outline of what a month looks like here at Freedom. So, prayer. That is one thing that I feel is probably lacking, not just here at Freedom, but across the Church of Jesus Christ as a whole. Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer. And I would love for us to engage more as a church family in prayer. Uh, Every Sunday, 9 o'clock upstairs, which we might be moving it down to the sanctuary here, uh, we pray together. And the first Saturday of the month, we get together and pray. And I would encourage all you guys to come out and be a part of that. We've had days in the past where we took a day as a church family, and we just got together throughout the entire day right here and just prayed together. I would love to do something like that. Again soon. So, a lot of different yes, Joel. I'm sorry, Pastor, but I think your calendar said 20 something Bible study was on Thursdays. Yep. And the bulletin that says Tuesdays. Oh, don't pay attention to Tuesday in the bulletin. It's supposed to be Thursdays. Ministry, be or Thursdays. Thursdays. Is it say Tuesday in there too? Yeah. And the date is the 12th Oh, sorry. I'm glad you guys caught that. All right. So those will be on Thursday. We'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, So I want to do a little bit of a recap of some of the things going on. One of the neatest things uh, that I I get to be a part of here at Freedom Fellowship is hanging out with a bunch of little girls. Um, God's girls have been going for a little over a year now. More and more. Hey, why don't you stand up if you're one of the God's girls. I think we got a few of them here with us this morning. Let's give it up for these young ladies. And you gals that just stood up, I can honestly say, each one of you, I can tell you've grown in Jesus this last year, and some of you a lot, which I'm really excited, and that's why we do ministry, guys. Do you guys know here at church, we just don't do things just to have events in social clubs, Okay, the point of everything we do here is because we want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of who Jesus is. And I see these young girls doing that. I'm really excited. So if you guys know any young gals, uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, even seventh grade, Lexi, what grade are you going into? I think she's our oldest. She's going to be going into eighth Um, You can keep coming if you want sister. We love having you be a part of it Um, Maybe we'll get you older girls doing some leadership stuff, but it's really neat the times that we have together We do it once a month a lot of different activities. I'm not going to go through all the things that we've been doing uh, Together you guys here are well-informed, but a big part of what we do, and I asked a couple of you girls this morning, like, hey, what's your favorite part of God's Girls over the last year? And you said just the different service opportunities you've had to bless other people. And just by you guys saying that, it really blessed my heart, because you're getting to the point of why we're doing God's Girls. Do you guys know that this life isn't about us? Okay, it's about Jesus. It's about loving him and loving people he loves and died for. So something we've been able to do this last year is raise some money. Okay, And this was all the girls' idea. We didn't come in and say, hey, this is what you girls are going to do. I remember Amber did a bake sale with the girls the Saturday before Mother's Day. Uh, they raised a bunch of money. They sold little cards, uh, bookmarks that had Jesus stuff on them. Um, and they were able to raise just over $1,000 this last year which with that, we're able to send, we're sending money over to Wycliffe. They translate Bible into languages that have never heard the Word of God before. Um, And also... Uh, A friend of mine, Ian, over in Uganda, he's part of a ministry called Catalyst. Uh, He has a team of nurses, and they are going in and taking care and loving for people that are in need. And as they go in, they're sharing the gospel. And oftentimes in this outreach, as they're just meeting physical needs, people are becoming spiritually healthy because they're coming to know Jesus Christ, being born again, and churches are popping up. And there was a few times this last year, like, hey, We need Bibles. There's new believers where there were no believers before. So we're going to send some of those monies over there so they can uh, get Bibles to these new churches that are popping up. So that's really cool. You guys can be praying about that. Um, Steve or Deanna, is the volume on for the computer? Can you guys turn that on if it's not? I'm going to see. I got a short video that I wanted to share from Wycliffe. How many of you guys are familiar with Wycliffe? A handful of you guys. This is just a really neat ministry, and I just wanted to show a real short. Is it on? Yep. Awesome. We'll see if this works.
1: Being a pastor of a church when you don't have the Bible in your language, it's been very difficult. It was hard to convince
2: people to study the Bible, but when they are using their language... hmm? It makes uh, a difference. The Bible changes lives. But if people can't understand it, it can't get into their hearts as God intended. Yet when people have the Bible in their language, lives are
0: changed.
1: <speaking in Hebrew>
2: That's why, through the support of churches and Christians from across the UK and Ireland, Wycliffe Bible Translators is working with such passion and urgency in over 70 countries with over 350 languages that are spoken by over 470 million people. God wants to communicate with each of these people through his word so that many will come to know Jesus. An increasing number of the languages Wycliffe is working in are in the most difficult to access areas of the world for the gospel. All of these names have been changed to protect the people involved. In one of these countries, someone we're calling Ibrahim works to translate the Bible into a language spoken by millions of people, most of whom have never heard the gospel. He says, people have the right to know what God says. How will my people know that God loves them if they do not have the message in their language? Getting the Bible into people's languages is an essential part of world mission. Please become a vital part of this worldwide translation team through praying and giving. Thank you.
0: So it's all about the gospel, guys, and I so love that it's in the heart of these girls to want to get the word of God, get the gospel to people who don't hear. And I would encourage you guys to be praying for uh, Bible translators. Do you guys know that um, only about 3% of us are like locked into linguistics? Our brains can actually do that well. Only 3%. So pray that God would really raise up laborers that have a heart to, hey, I'm willing to go learn a new language and then translate the scriptures uh, into that language. Because there's still people groups, guys, that have no idea, never even heard the name of Jesus. So I think that is a really neat uh, way. And also this last week, um, a couple of the girls, hey, this next year, can we start sponsoring kids who live in third world countries who need help? So I think that's going to be on the agenda. So be praying for these young girls. Uh, God's doing a lot. Uh, We have been studying through um, Ruth and Esther this last year. This next month, we're going to start looking at Deborah together. And in your bulletins, there's a schedule. It may change, but this is what we have laid out thus far. And if any of you uh, parents want to get involved or any of you may have a heart to want to come alongside and help teach these young gals, especially you sisters, do you guys know that in Titus you're exhorted to teach younger women? That's part of your calling as a Christian woman, and here's a great opportunity to pour into some young gals that are loving Jesus and wanting to grow in Him. Uh, so we got a lot going. I'm not going to go through all this stuff, but our next one's going to be on the 28th, and we're going to be taking a look uh, at Deborah's life together, and then we'll go through all of the stuff, gals, uh, what we're going to be doing this next year. Cool. Let's give it up for guys, girls. Awesome. And part of what we're going to do with God's Girls, Lord willing, is we're going to put on a VBS this next year. And this is not just for them to help with. This is going to be a whole Freedom Fellowship thing. It's been a few years since we've actually done a vacation Bible school. I know Jaina, over the years, uh, did some on Sunday mornings. But we're actually going to put one on for our kids right here at Freedom Fellowship. But also we're going to utilize this as an outreach to the community. i got a brother-in-law that's a pastor out in Bozeman, Montana. And they've been doing uh, VBSs for years. And they have hundreds and hundreds of kids that come out that don't normally go to church, that are part of the community, that get to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're going to be needing people to step up and lead in different parts. Maybe you're gifted with crafts. Uh, We're going to do meals. I'm thinking we're going to do it in the evening because people have jobs and it's hard to get a team of servants here during the day. So we're going to do it in the evening time. Um, But if you're willing to lead or to be a helper, you'll notice inside your uh, bulletins there is a contact thing. I'm wanting to update our contacts, so if I could get your information, that is great. And there's also going to be some questions on there. If you want nothing to do with any of the things, just don't mark anything. But if you're interested or you want to be a part of it, mark that, and I will be getting in touch with you at the appropriate time when these different things come up. So we've been doing... um, A curriculum, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but uh, Answers in Genesis, they put together a VBS uh, curriculum every year, Um, and we're going to be doing that, Lord willing, this next year. So you got the dates on that. Um, We also want to do outreach, okay? I feel like Freedom Fellowship is under the radar. I think we're um, a very God-glorifying, Bible-exalting, Jesus-loving uh, family in the valley here. And most people have no clue that Freedom Fellowship's even a church. So we want to let people know, and I would encourage you guys, uh, share with them. Okay, Invite people out to church. You guys know that 86% of people would come to church if they were just invited by somebody. 86%. Think about that. Why don't more people come to church? Can I tell you guys this? 86% of people would go to church if they were just invited. (laughs) So invite people on out. All right. Um, Oh, my cool font. I have a new cool font. Do you guys see the font in there? For some reason, it's not on my slides. I made them all with the cool font. They're just not changing over. So prayer, Saturday morning, first Saturday of the month, 8 a.m. Come on out. Winter potlucks. Anyone? Anyone? Oh, when's the next one? (laughs) Next Sunday, potluck. First Sunday of the month. We do potlucks after service, so bring something. Uh, Baptism this last year. We had a handful of people get baptized, which is pretty cool. Uh, We're going to do that again um, at the VanderMoss Farm if they're open to having us again. Uh, We'll plan on August 25th for that. You guys can jot that on your calendars. And in your bulletins, if you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized. Okay, If you are a believer in Jesus, get baptized. Um, also, our Freedom Center Food Pantry, I want to talk about this. This is one of the local outreaches that we get to do. We've been doing this for, I don't know, is it 15 years? 14, 14, 15 years? It's been a while now um but we're open on Wednesdays serving hundreds of families been doing that for a long time um God provides and he continues to go before this ministry um in a couple of the key leaders for uh everything that goes on there are you guys uh part of our church family here at Freedom uh Joe Vandermoss is our director my dad oversees a lot of the different volunteers you guys can connect with him or her um And yeah, get plugged in on that. Uh, Wednesdays is when we serve. We have elderly that come in early from 1045 to noon. So if you're off during the day and you're able to come down and just help count up items and beg them um, and help during that time. Chris Smith um, does devotions normally. Uh, for the seniors at that time and then in the afternoon we have the big group that comes through from 3:30 to 6. So if you guys could give a couple a few hours on a Wednesday, that would be super helpful. Uh, we have probably 30 to 40 volunteers every week that are needed to pull this off guys. Uh, we're not the biggest of churches, <laughs> but the more we're there, a lot of our pantry guests actually are part of the volunteers, and it's really good for us to be there, to be present, to rub shoulders, to be able to uh, be light for Jesus and love on people well. Um, and one of the big needs right now is we're looking for a driver for Friday mornings. So if any guys would be available to do Friday morning driving, um, there are, I think, five or six different stores that need to get picked up. Um, You have to be able-bodied because there's a lot of food that needs to get moved. And we normally have a crew there on Friday mornings um, that when you come back with the truck, they're there to help unload most Fridays. Uh, But if any of you guys are able to do that, you can touch base with David Churchill or me. Um and there's also a lot of other projects going on outside of Wednesdays. We have Tuesday pickups from Freedom America. So there's really four days a week where there's stuff going on at the pantry. And even if you don't have time to say I can't do that on a regular basis It'd be awesome. Maybe lead up a volunteer group to do a special project because we have probably a dozen of those during the year of just odd things that need to be done down at the food pantry. And this is downtown Appleton, guys. The pantry is right in one of the poorest poverty pockets in all of the valley. A lot of our guests actually are able to walk right there. So we got that. One of the neatest ministries here at Freedom is our kids' ministry. Okay, we've been using Answers in Genesis, which is a curriculum that actually goes through the whole of the Bible. Um, As a pastor, I get said stuff all the time, like, check out our children's curriculum. And I've checked out dozens over the years, and I think this is the best one that is out there by far. Um, Our kids, if they're here on a regular basis, will go chronologically through the entire Bible in four years. We used to do it in three uh, but now it's been expanded a little bit that we're doing the four-year one that gets in-depth. My kids go to a Christian school, um, a Lutheran Christian school, and there's been a few times where in class they're having their, their Bible lessons, and my kids have been able to bring up some Bible info that their teachers didn't even know. How do you know that? Well, I learned that at Kids Church. Kids' church is not just babysitting. Our kids are learning the Word of God. And every single person who's been a teacher for our kids' ministry, every single one of them has told me, I'm learning a lot teaching this curriculum, okay? It is good stuff. It's not fluffy. We actually get into the Bible accounts, and the kids are learning how to give a defense. How do we know this is true? A foundation to stand upon. Because how many of you guys know a believer who's not a believer anymore, They grew up in the church, they heard all the stories, they've read the Bible, they know the Bible, but they don't believe. And you start asking questions and you find out real quick, you actually don't know the Bible. I don't think you've actually ever really read the Bible. And it is because a lot of churches are teaching these kids fluff. They're never given reasons why the faith is legitimate. How can we really believe it? So I love that Answers in Genesis does emphasize apologetics in that way. And we're looking for teachers, too. If any of you guys are wanting to uh, be a lead teacher or be a helper with our kids' ministry, it is, I think, one of the most important ministers we have here at Freedom. Uh, Get in touch with me, um, or you can mark it on the bulletin. Say, I'm interested, and I'll touch base with you. Youth group, I love youth group. You guys love youth group, Pastor Lance. Is it going well, yeah. Lydia, you still enjoying loving the kids? Yeah, I get to hang out once in a while. The one thing I love about it, there's a core group in the youth group, okay. And this group keeps growing, the kids are growing, um, and they are also like God's girls. And this is one thing we're trying to do with our young people is really emphasize hey. We as believers, we're called to serve the Lord. What are you guys doing this next weekend? Yeah. So a few times a year, they take a crew, not to retreat themselves. You guys get to do a little retreat and the kids still have fun and play. But anyways, Silver Birch Ranch, a few times a year, they're going to serve other retreaters. And that's something that we really want to instill in our kids. Hey, We serve the Lord, okay? That's why we're here, um, because we do live in a very uh, (laughs) weird culture when it comes to church here in the West, okay? You guys ever heard the term church shopping? Anybody ever hear that? I'm going to go church shopping for a while. I hate that term. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a church that is really going to give me what I want, And it's all about me. What can I get out of church? I still don't see that in scripture, guys. The church is called to do one thing, and that's equip us to do what? To serve the Lord. That's what we're called to. We are here to grow in him, to be equipped, to be servants of the Most High. Well, that's beneath me. I want to be served. No, that's worldly thinking. Jesus came to serve, didn't he? We follow his example. That's what's taught in scripture. So it's one of those things, guys, we want to do that well as a church family. And as people come and they check out Freedom Fellowship, if we've been given to serving, what are people going to see when they come? Oh, this is a church that serves the Lord. Praise God. That's what we're called to do. So thank you, youth leaders. If any of you guys are interested in serving the youth, you can talk with Pastor Lance or Lydia. Uh, or myself, but they're here most. You guys aren't doing tonight, right? Holiday, good. (laughs) No youth group tonight, but most Sunday evenings, 5.30 to 7.30. uh, They have great time. Uh, They're in the Word every week. Uh, They pray together every week. There's some games uh, that they do and snacks to be had. Um, So I encourage if you know any young adults, I would say most of our kids don't even go to church here. That's the cool part. A bunch of you guys do come to youth group, which is awesome. But the youth group has gotten bigger, and most of the kids don't even come to Freedom Fellowship, which I think is really, really cool. And that's one of those things, too. When we think about us being a church, it's not about us. Again, we want to serve. And how does that look? Well, might call, God might call us to be serving other parts of the body and other church families, and we want to do that and do that well. Um, invest into that Um, something that's kind of under the radar and you guys might not even know about is a study for 20 something I'm gonna have Ozzy come up and share just real quick because this is something that's been going on you want to come up brother or you just want me to talk about it all right (laughs) he's gonna share a little bit and this is on a line it's kind of like an invitation you can sit right here bro I'll give you the mic
1: So I'm just going to share some scripture here, uh, it's Psalm 1. Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 till 1 and 2 it says, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advance of the wicked! or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight, or her delight, is in the Lord's instruction. And he meditates on it day and night." Um, So the 20-somethings is, like Pastor Landon said, if you're still feeling youthful, even though you're 30, 40, you're always welcome. And it's just getting familiar with just reading the word together and um, just planting seeds in your conscience uh, because meditating on god's word really helps in just our daily walk with god every day and i like the Sunday school song read your bible and pray every day um because it helps because sometimes you think reading the bible is very mundane but when you make it common practice it gets very enjoyable and doing it with other people is it just makes it more fun and it's Every other week, and then the weeks where we don't have the Bible study, we normally try and do fun activities because young people just like to have fellowship with one another. So,
2: here
1: at the yes, that's how it is here at the church. But we're thinking of hopping different homes, and uh, that way it's more enjoyable. Not nothing against the church building, pastor, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, good. All right. why don't you go have a seat in that chair that's in the church building <laughs> oh just kidding kidding no he does bring up a cool point i love the scripture in acts it talks about how they went from house to house throughout the week i would love to see more and more fellowship take place you guys might be like hey that's really cool 20 somethings are doing something what about the 60 something start something that's kind of how the 20s got. People just start doing stuff. That's how God's girls got started. Just do something. Open up a study. And get it going. I hang out with some 70, 80-year-olds at the old folks' home, and we've been studying through the Gospel of John. Coming out with that. That's fun. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities, but I would encourage you to get plugged in. Make it a priority, because we're so busy in life. There's always excuses why I can't be in fellowship. So okay, some of you guys have been in the Lord for a long time, and you never have been a part of a Bible study. You're missing out. Like that's like Thursday mornings with the guys. That's one of the highlights of the week for me. I just love getting into the Word uh, with brothers, which that brings up some small groups. women, there's one at uh, Copper Rock North, eight fifteen in the morning. They just did Revelation 17, so next week's going to be Revelation 18. They're just walking through the Word of God. The men have been doing the same thing for, I think, 17 years now. We've had this study going on. Fifth time through the Bible, we just finished the Gospel of Matthew, which means next Thursday morning at 7 a.m., we're starting the Gospel of Mark, and it's going to be really good. And I encourage you guys to come out. Normally, the group's pretty small. There's times we've had over a dozen people coming out. But it is always good to be in the Word of God. We also have opportunities to fellowship brothers and sister groups. If you're ever willing to host one of these, Chad, you want to raise your hand? Touch base with Chad Lorenz. He'll get you on the calendar. The Smiths are going to be hosting one coming up pretty quick here. The 20th of January, there's their address. Um, Show up at 430. Just bring a side. Um, If you have kids, leave them at home or find a sitter. Uh, this is one of these nights where we just have adults hanging out. Uh, we're trying. We why? Yeah, why? Uh, because God's into family. That's what we see in Scripture. Yep. So, uh, worship team, can we just give a round of applause for our worship team? These guys practice every week, uh, they're faithfully here to service every week. And my cool font is not up there. But (laughs) uh, if any of you guys have a gift from God, touch base with Steve or myself, Uh, use those gifts. And maybe it's not the greatest of a gift yet. Uh, You learn by doing. Do you guys know that? That's how you grow, okay? Um, So we'd love to see that. Uh, We've had another worship team kind of get started this last year. It'd be cool to see you guys doing some more stuff. Uh, So get some dates together. We'd love for that to happen. And thank you guys for serving the way you do. I know a lot of time is given in prep. Uh, Also, something that a lot of you guys probably don't know about, uh, for a little over a year now, we've had a uh, a group of men, four guys, going through some pastoral training and preparation for ministry. Uh, Whether they're called or not, that's totally up to God, but I want to pour into them and give them all that's needed uh, in way of preparation uh, to serve the body of Christ in a pastoral role. Uh, If you're one of those guys, you want to stand up quick. We got Jeremiah, I think they're all here today. Wes, Lance, Ozzy. So you guys can be praying for these men. Uh, this last year we've really given ourselves to a lot of reading this next year is gonna be a little more intense uh, But they're gonna get more and more involved you guys as I was on sabbatical got to hear them preach a little bit We want to give them more opportunities. They'll be teaching at some other churches too, uh, being stretched in different ways uh, But there's gonna be a lot of hands-on practical ministry. So just be praying for these men um, That would be awesome and that brings us to something new that's going to be starting up in March School of Ministry you guys might be asking what is that all about and I had printed off a whole sheet that I don't I think is still on my printer at home we're going to be covering a lot of things on Thursday nights this is going to be first, or sorry the second and fourth Thursdays of the month we're going to do this it's going to be from six till 7:15 I think um, so that's going to be twice a month. Um, I want you to fill out the sheet. If this is something you're interested in or would like to do, um, I would encourage all of you to do it, even if... What's that? Yeah, it's actually going to be on Thursday. The bulletins are wrong, guys. Okay, nothing's on Tuesdays, okay? In my head, I'm always thinking Tuesday nights for everything, but we're going to do Thursday nights. Is that okay, Sonny? Okay, good. I thought you were shaking your head like, don't do Thursdays. <laughs> But what we're going to do is, I'm hoping is that we have year one of school of ministry, year two of ministry, year three, and it's just going to get more and more in depth. We're really going to be taking a look at personal devotional life. How does that look? As a believer, how can I go deeper in that? And then with that, what does my prayer life look like? And we're going to get personal the first couple months in our walks with the Lord. But we're going to do that because in it, you're going to be discipled in doing those things that you too can disciple others. And that's really what we're going to come around in, in year one is how does it look to really disciple other people? Because that's the great commission, right? Go and make disciples. And when I ask Christians like, hey, who are you discipling right now? Nobody. It's like the one thing God's asked us to do. I don't know how to do it. So it's been a lost start. We're going to work on learning how to do that. We're going to get into a lot of different aspects. Expository preaching. How do you evangelize? What does practical church ministry look like? Some of you guys I just brought up kids ministry. You're like, hey, I have a heart for kids. I would love to teach kids, but I don't know how to teach. Well, come be part of the school of ministry. We're going to get into a lot of stuff over the next Uh, year or two. So I'll have more information on that as we get closer to March. It will be starting in March. So please sign up for that. And why do we want to do that? Well, 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us to show yourselves approved to God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we're going to spend a lot of time in the word and learning how to Uh, minister, because that's really why we're here. We're called again to serve the Lord. That's what minister means. So if you want to be a servant of the Most High, come out on Thursday nights, be a part of this twice a month. Uh, Also, guys, if any of you would like to be a part of our security team, this is something that we've done in the past, and we're going to get going again. I'm working with Larry Darusha on this. Um, If any of you guys are interested in being part of the security team, uh, you can mark that in the bulletin. Uh, we're going to call it the shield of faith. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. It looks cooler with my new font. <laughs> we get guns? What's that? We get guns? Um, <laughs> did you guys notice in the bulletin that you're interested? Is nobody says, yeah, I want to be a part of it. We're not gonna just let anybody be a part of, like the kids too, kids ministry. We're actually gonna have a background check. We're not just gonna let anybody in with our kids or just anybody be a part of the security team. So if you're interested in it, I'm gonna touch base with you, get a feel, because we don't wanna have goofy people, you know, like, hey, you're sketchy and you're walking into our church service. Out of here, mister! No, we wanna love sketchy people. Don't we? But we also want to be discerning and hey, maybe if you're on the security team, you get to sit right next to the sketchy person <laughs> that morning until we get to know them and where they're at. Does that make sense? So we want people that know how to engage and to protect well. Um, not crazy. So you guys know what I'm talking about? You ever meet the crazy? I Yeah. One time I was preaching at a conference and I walked into the church. I actually appreciated this, but I had my backpack and had my computer and my notes and all that stuff. And he literally followed me everywhere I went for a while. And I knew it was because I was carrying a backpack around this church. He never saw me before. He didn't know me. And I turned around and I'm like, hey, are you part of the security team? He's like, yeah. What are you doing here? Hey, I'm teaching in about five minutes and I'm lost. Where do I need to go? You know? So anyways... Uh, Marriage retreats. Let's talk about retreats real quick. If you're married, you need to go. We've done a few of these over the years. Uh, We had one a couple years ago. We went through the book of Colossians, which was phenomenal. We're going to do this one at par four out in Wapaka. You guys can go on our website. There's more information. you got to go. And call them and say, hey, I want to do this marriage retreat with Freedom Fellowship. I need a room. We have discounted prices when you call them and you tell them that you're going to be a part of the retreat. So get uh, room for two nights. It should be 218 total. And then an extra $32, you go on our website and put that in. Uh, but we're going to go through some... Uh, marriages that we read about in the scriptures and do a deep dive into four different marriages that we know about. Um, it's going to be hitting a lot of different aspects of marriage, and you're going to be stirred up. It's going to be a little more challenging than some of our pasts. Uh, we're going to get very real about some things, but I would love for all you married people, make it out for that. Also, we have a fall retreat, which Is a blast. Here's a few pictures from this last year. You might be like, hey, what's up with those people doing worship that I don't recognize or that weird looking guy on the right who's teaching? Who's that? Uh, We have other churches join us, okay? So it's not just us. We do host it, we put it on, but there's churches that we invite that are a little bit smaller that don't have retreats and we welcome them in. Um, That's Pastor Seth, who, Deanna, are you still here? She's hiding in the back. That's actually Deanna's brother. He pastors a church up in the UP. Um, But anyways, it's a great time. This last year was the first time that we had uh, men and women together. Um, And I heard good reports from everybody that shared with me what they thought about it. They loved it. Um, So we're going to do it again, uh, which I'm excited about. So dates for that is going to be the first weekend in October. We try to get the first weekend in October. Most years it is beautiful out. Every once in a great while, it's really cold because we live in Wisconsin. Uh, so we'll have sign-up information shortly on our website, but I want to throw this out just so you guys can get that on your calendar. Make it happen. Um, Tanya came for the first time. This She came all the way from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Were you blessed? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's just a good time to get into the Word, to retreat, to be with the Lord. Also, hunting for truth. We did this last year. We're going to do it again. Um, Jeremiah is helping with this. So if you guys know any hunters... This is an outreach we're doing. I forget how many people we had, but again, it was one of those events. Almost everybody that came actually is not even a part of our church here. We had people that you know don't even go to church, but they were willing to come out and hear about Jesus because we were giving away door prizes, and we made spaghetti out of venison, and it was so yummy and good. So the date for this is going to be April 13th. We'll have more details about this leading up to it, but again... giving you guys the dates, so if you are a hunter, get here. It's going to be good. If you think you want to be a hunter, come here. Uh, Maybe you're against hunting. That's okay. Come check it out. It's really cool and yummy. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's good. What else we got going on? Spring clean, May 5th. Put that on your calendar. We do this once a year. More hands we have. We like to thoroughly clean the entire church and do some landscaping elders i think all our elders are here joel is in the house he's been recovering from surgery i know a lot of you guys have been praying for our brother and Jaina and their family uh crazy infection in his body which might be there for a long time so we know god can touch and heal immediately and i would love to pray for you right now if that's okay yeah let's lift up our brother once again if any guys around him want to lay hands on him that's totally awesome yeah, well, Father, we do want to lift up Joel. We just thank you for him, God, that he does know you and love you, Lord. And we know that when we go through things like this, God, it can be rough. God, we're, we're stretched, we're tested. And I thank you that you are always with us no matter what we go through. And we as a church family sure love the Parkers, and we want to lift these guys up in your name, Jesus, and pray that you would continue to be with them and for Joel that you would bring complete healing to his body. And we ask in your name, Jesus, that you would just remove the infection that's been in his body now for quite a while, Lord, that he doesn't have to live a life on antibiotics. God, so please remove it all and bring complete healing there. And we ask this in your name. Amen. So I've known Joel for over 20 years. Um, If you're one of our elders, you guys want to stand up. So people, I know we have a few new families here at the church. Uh, These men serve as elders here at the church. You guys know Pastor Lance and... Joel Parker, Steven Smits, <laughs> Mark Vandermoss. Uh, so these are guys that you can go to if you have questions or needs. Uh, you can please lean on them. You don't always have to come to me about everything. They are here to serve and love and minister to you guys also. So please touch base with them. We also have pictures of their wives up here too. So be praying for our elders. We need wisdom uh, as we lead. Uh, this next year, we might be bringing on more guys, so be praying about that, too. Uh, something we haven't done in a few months, we're going to have a Tuesday night. This is really Tuesday, not Thursday, Tuesday The 16th, we're going to have pizza with the pastor, okay? And there are a few new families to the church. I would encourage any of you guys uh, that are newer to come out. uh, But any of you guys are welcome. This is just an opportunity to come and ask questions about the church or just maybe God questions in general. Uh, We'll have an evening of getting together and just spending maybe an hour or so together eating some good uh, Little Caesars pizza that I can't eat. So... One last thing, I want you guys to sign up on our website for Flock Notes if you haven't done that, okay? Or you can fill in on the bulletin, sign me up, and I'll put your information in. I try to send out an email at least once a week, maybe every other week, just reminders of things that are coming up and happening here at Freedom. And every once in a while, I put in a, just a little devotional thought in a way of encouragement or prayer uh, for our church family. So please, Uh, Get that. If you think you have signed up but you haven't gotten anything, check your spam and unspam it. Um, But if you still have done that, it's not going through, touch base with me because every once in a while there's somebody that doesn't get the emails for whatever reason. But this is a great way for us to connect. And also, if you put your phone number in, say this morning we actually got real snow. Like, this isn't snow. We got a flurry. I don't know what this is. But if we got real snow and canceled on a Sunday, which I think we've done once in 16 years, but if that happens again, I would go in Flock Notes and I would text everybody that morning saying, hey, crazy people, we have three feet of snow. No, don't come to church. Stay home and be safe, Okay. Uh, so we'll send out a text. But it's a great way to be able to connect and get plugged into different groups. Sound good? There's a lot of other things going on. God's doing a lot here at Freedom, Um, and I think there's a lot more that God's wanting to do, so I want to encourage you guys, be open to the sensitive to what God has in the new year. And I want to close with this thought. We're also going to partake in communion in a second. Could I have, boys, you want to come up and pass out communion real quick? Thank you. Let's give it up for the boys here. You guys did such a great job. We're going to let you do it again. All right. So, closing thought up here on the screen, guys. I want to consider just the reality of having a wise heart as we enter into 2024 with faith, hope, spiritual optimism. Okay? Um. I have four words up here. The first one's determine. I want you guys to determine to take every advantage of every God-given opportunity you have. Okay, I believe Jesus is very much alive and that God is on the move in doing so much today. In his primary method of reaching the world, if you study the scriptures, is through the local church. And there are things and opportunities God's given us here as a church family to be a part of, to grow in. We've talked about a few of those things, opportunities to serve. But there's going to be things, whether it's individually or corporately as a church family, I want to encourage you, take the opportunities. Okay? Man, marriage has been rough. Go to a marriage retreat. I've never been to a retreat with the church. Go to the fall retreat. I've never been to a Bible study. Go to a Bible study. Praying with other people is scary. Praying out loud is scary. Get over it. You know how I learned to pray out loud? I prayed with other people. That's how it happens. We're a family. If you pray goofy, join the club. A bunch of us do. (laughs) Just take the opportunities that God gives you. So determine to do that. Does that sound good? The next one, resolve. Okay, Resolve to see the church not as an institution. And I hope you guys got that flavor this morning and for you who've been a part of Freedom Fellowship. We're a family. Look at the church as a family, okay? My mom asked, what is brothers and sisters? They're family. Do brothers and sisters always get along? No. Do brothers and sisters love each other? Yes. Are brothers and sisters there for each other? Yes. Yes. That's why you go to fellowship. Why well, don't nobody, anybody at church? I've had a lot of people over the years, I'm leaving freedom. Everyone's so clicky. Those are the people that never got plugged in. They never showed up for anything. They'd come to church late. They'd leave early. You have to put yourself out there. You know? If you're your family that just shows up on the holidays, you're not going to have much of a relationship with anybody. You got to get plugged in. We're a family, and family is there for one another. Okay. And we also need to let each other know our needs, right? If you're going through something, let us know. That's what I love about our Facebook group. When you guys just share prayer requests, there were a couple just this last week. Stuff going on. Okay. Liz's stepdad. I mean, there's just things like, hey, there's real life things going on. Can you pray? I have a need. Can anybody help with the need? We're family. So stop looking at church. Resolve to stop looking at the church's institution. We're family. Um, The next one's decide. Okay. Decide to get something out of your devotions. Can you do that this next year? Instead of just doing devotions, decide no, I want to get something out of my time with the Lord. I really want to press into Him. I really want to hear from Him. I want to learn from him, I want to grow in his grace this year you guys know what I'm talking about it's easy to just go through the motions because I need to get a check off on my daily reading a check off on my prayer list for the day no determined to get something out or decide to get something out of your devotions and then the last one choose an intimate walk with Jesus if you know him you walk with him but is it an intimate walk? You know what I'm saying? Like I like taking walks with my wife. Sometimes we just go for a walk. Sometimes the dog comes with and the dog bugs me. And sometimes we have an intimate walk together where we're really talking about real things, heart things, life depth things. And I really enjoy those walks with her. And I encourage you guys, walk with the Lord in a like manner. Be intimate with Him. Be real with Him. Go deep with Him this year. Well, I don't know how to do that. I would say literally go for a walk with God. Just detach, leave your phone at home, and just go walk with your Heavenly Father. Maybe you don't say anything. Maybe you just go walk and you listen to Him. What do you want to say to me, God? But work Choose an intimate walk with Jesus this next year. So it is comforting to know that God is the one who guides us. He sees our tomorrow more clearly than we can even see what happened yesterday. Okay, God's the one who holds the future. Some people don't like thinking about change or new years. Okay, But God is in the business of doing new things. And he tells us not to worry about tomorrow because he's the one who's got it. All we need to do is keep looking to Him. Amen? So what we're going to do is close our time in communion together. So communion, as you guys know, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And there are a lot of examples of of things that we do to remind us? How many of you guys have a bracelet on that has something written on it to remind you to pray or to do this or to remember that? Or maybe you have sticky notes that you put on your bathroom mirror to remember something. Or maybe you got a magnet from somebody and you know put it on your refrigerator so you can remember, right? Okay, we have a lot of things, but this is what God's given us. Okay, He says, hey, communion, do that. That's the thing, to remember me. And so, this morning, we're going to do what we often do on Sunday mornings together as a family, is remember our Lord and Savior together. So if you guys will take out the bread. And Jesus... That night, the Last Supper with his disciples, which we just read in Matthew at the men's study this last week. It hit me. He told his his disciples, his his guys, right before he was about to go to the cross for the sins of the world. He's like, hey, one of you guys you're gonna betray me. And every single one of them said, What? Is it I? He said I. Am I going to betray you? I think we do the same thing. Am I going to walk away? Will I betray you the faith? Will I deny you Jesus? Could I do that? And it's so cool that whole story kind of unfolds and of course we know it ends up being Judas. But what does he do right after that? Hey, this bread. <laughs> I want you guys to remember this supper, this bread. This is my body that is broken for you. Even though you may betray me, you think you might betray me. That's all right. It's not about you, it's about me. My life. It's about my life being broken for you. So let's partake of the bread together in remembrance of his life. And then he took a cup, and Jesus knew what was about to go down. He knew the cross was set before him, and it was just a matter of a few days before he would be crucified and die for the sins of the world. And he takes that cup, and he says, This is my blood. And because of my blood, there's going to be this new covenant, not the old covenant of these rules and regulations you know that that just covered sin it couldn't really take away sin it really you know <laughs> didn't take care of the problem because the problem keeps coming back but my life the blood i'm going to shed this is a whole new deal it is going to take sin away i'm going to become your sin and you're going to have my life you will be forgiven this is a new covenant that I alone am going to establish. And he says, remember. And isn't it cool when we come to the Lord's table and we partake in this common faith of ours? Is we partake of communion, we remember his sacrifice. We remember this new covenant and all that he has done. And that's what we're saying. We're saying, yeah, the old doesn't work. It's you, Jesus, and you alone, and that's why we remember him. So let's remember him together by taking partake of the cup. Well, Father, we thank you for this morning, and we are grateful. That as a church family, that we do get to do this often, and remembering remembering your life and sacrifice, being able to come to the table together and partake of communion. God, what a precious faith we share together. It is a very precious faith, God, that we want to share with this world and tell the world about. And we want to ask of you, God, that you would establish and do in and through your church here at Freedom Fellowship. This is your church. Um, you're the leader, and we want to follow. God, so we know it's in your heart that we would bear fruit in much of it to be fruitful, to multiply. We pray that you prepare our hearts to minister and to serve in whatever ways that you would have. God, and may we encourage one another as brothers and sisters in doing so, that we would be building each other up as iron sharpens iron. God, help us, Lord, to love and to serve each other in such ways. God, we do want to pray and commit ourselves to you. We thank you. You're the one that holds tomorrow. that We don't have to worry about it. We have to worry about the the present today. And today, it's our desire to be in your presence, not just here when we're at church. God, you've promised that you'd always be with us every day of the week. I pray that we would walk closely with you, more intimately with you than ever before. I know we all have stuff. We all go through seasons, some good, some hard. But you've promised to be there through it all. And I do pray just for a great grace for each and every one of us, God, that we would be so close to you, Lord. That it would be a life of just... (laughs) Self-denial that would just come so naturally, that we'd get over ourselves, that we would just be able to love you back well, to love others as you've called us to. God, that we'd be enjoying, Lord, the life that you've called us to, that you've created us for. So please, Lord, work in us. Let your Holy Spirit lead us well. Thank you so much for how you've blessed our church family over the years we just want to pray and ask of you, Lord, that 2024, that we wouldn't miss the mark. That we would be in step with you. We ask humbly in your name, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Cool. I love you guys. You have a great New Year's. Next week, we're back to 2 Corinthians. You can read ahead. Chapter 8. And if there's things that God maybe is putting on your heart that you would love to do and serve in ways for our church family. Uh, Let's talk. I know there's things that God has gifted and given to us. Uh, Let's just stir up each other well. Sound good? Amen? Amen.